Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car, Jess Romero, Dr. Dan Schneider. We are here to speak the truth in love. We are here to serve in the service of Christ the King in service of the Queen Mother. By the way, December is the is the month where we as Catholics reflect on the divine infancy. This is a time when we prepare through the season of Advent. We're preparing for this incredible uh, day that we call Christmas Day or the Nativity. And also the month of the month of December is uh, has a lot of Marian feast days. The Immaculate Conception, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Again, this this Advent season, this Advent season is basically we're preparing for the first coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ. And I just came from uh, the coming of Christ in the liturgy right now, Holy Mass. As Catholics, we're blessed to have Jesus Christ come to us every day. The Parousia at Holy Mass. Don, Doctor Dan, are you on duty? Are you ten eight, my friend? I'm ten eight for Jesus today. Hey, and I'm glad. By the way, you got a haircut. Yes, sir. I was. Uh, you, you were looking a like bit. a ragbag. I was wondering if you were going to do a ponytail or a man bun. I wasn't sure last time I saw I know, you. I was I'm, getting a little nervous. You're right. I was. You'll at, I was over in New Mexico last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it tight. You got to keep it tight. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I, 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 I saw your haircut and I said, man, look at Danny looks sharp. And here I am. I look like a homeless guy. And so, uh, no, yeah, you, did. you look, you look very, un we, this was called a strack haircut. You got a strack haircut. You got to start looking sharp. Jess. Come on. You're to represent. We're in the Lord's, we're in our Lord's army. We're part of the blue army, man. We gotta, we gotta represent well. And you gotta have that tight. You gotta give it a little shine on your shoes. You gotta get your gig line straight. I mean, we want to serve the Lord. We gotta have discipline. I'm tight right now, Dan. I'm looking tight, man. I've been uh, I've been on the road yeah, working good. out, eating right, and I got me a nice haircut. Thank goodness, because I was I was going to say something, but I didn't want to, you know. Thank goodness, <laughs> I didn't say it on the air and embarrass you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, man, it's part of being disciplined, man. You got to, you know, here's the thing: soldiers got to have discipline. You got to have discipline. Oh no, that's that's a works mentality. No, you got to have discipline. You got to order your life to prayer. You want to be a good spiritual warrior. Get your household in order. Stay, you got to stay prayed up. You know what I mean? You got to do the work. And that even means your haircut. Right? That means a haircut. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't help it. I'm ex-military, you know? Hey, Dan, I'm not like, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I'm glad, hey, I'm glad you're not letting me off the hook. That's good. I, I need to be reminded sometimes. No, no, no. By, yeah. I need to I be reminded. By, you, you, again, I wasn't sure. Is Jess going to do that, that bun on top? Like a samurai. Yeah. Yeah. Like the samurai, uh, the man, the man bun, or what, I wasn't sure what you were going to do. Negative, bro. I no, I thought like, is he going undercover again? What's going on, man? <laughs> is, he no, to, was, is he trying to infiltrate the biker gang or something? What's going it on? It was called physical sloth. You caught me in a weak moment. You you <laughs> saw you saw my concupiscence in action. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? In solidarity, I'm gonna grow my mullet back. Next time I see you, I'm gonna have the business in the front, party in the back. We're gonna be God's God's rednecks. That's funny. Hey, uh, Dan, I want to talk. I'm, I'm here in Texas, right on Corpus Christi, and I want to talk about something that happened in Houston a few weeks ago. Um, and and I'm gonna preface it by saying this. So there's so much 
so much preternatural diabolic activity that's been occurring in our country. Here's my opinion that before we get into the actual Astro World concert, again, when the church is weak, this affects society. And 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 I think what's basically happened is there's a priest by the name of Malachi Martin, rest in peace. He wrote a book called Windswept House. Uh, and I'm and I'm basically looking at some chapters in that book where he talks about some things that had ha that happened in the Vatican in 1963. But he says in his book, it's called um, Windswept House. It's a Vatican novel by Father Malachi Martin. He wrote it back in. Uh, uh, it, it, it was in the 90s, but he says that in 1963 that there was an enthronement of the fallen archangel Lucifer uh, in a Roman Catholic citadel. Uh, it was in uh, it was in, in the, the Basilica of, I think, what does he say here? It was in a Roman chapel. I forget what basilica it was in, the Basilica of St. Paul. But nonetheless, the point that I'm making is if this is true, and other people have spoken about this, and we've seen the after effects of, uh, you know, this priest in Louisiana who was uh, caught having sex with two satanic prostitutes on an altar, a Catholic bishop in Spain uh, who basically who le who left uh, left the bishopric for a, 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 and got civilly married to a Satanist. Uh, whatever, whatever affects the church affects society as well. As St. Peter says, judgment begins in the household of God before it begins in the world. And what happened in Houston a few weeks ago in this Astro World concert where several people died, uh, it was people that went there said it looked like a satanic ritual. It was demonic. It was uh, nine people died. It was uh, over 300 concert goers here in Houston, Texas were injured during rapper Travis Scott's performance. People that were there said it was like a satanic ritual. That's what the attendees claim. Uh, this Travis Scott, he watched his fans fall to the ground. Paramedics tried to re resuscitate some of them uh, during the performance, but he didn't stop. He kept on singing. And it came to a crescendo. When you look, If you look at the articles that I sent that are posted on vmpr.org and my website, jesseromero.com, they are dark, macabre images, very dark, very occultic. And uh, many Astro World attendees to this concert that were warned about, uh, uh, about the, the videos that have been published, they said it was demonic. Here's one person who's anonymous who said... It just felt like we were literally like in blank in hell, brother. It felt like we were in a concert in hell. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't see. Just imagine all the people they're going to find out who were in that crowd, who nobody could see, who nobody could hear, who passed out. And everybody was just trampling on them in the whole blank in concert, he said. It was so many bodies who were laid out. People were getting pulled out who, who uh, just fainted. The managers were trying to give them CPR. They were flipping over. They were literally turning black and blue. Uh, black. Uh, this one person said, "I've never seen death in my blank in life." He continued, "It was uh, it was demonic poop. What's so crazy? People were screaming, help! Trying to tell Travis Scott. The whole crowd was going, help, help! And he just kept playing, brother. It was scary. It was so demonic. Now he's also being sued because again, a lot of these people." Uh, 
family members of the deceased are filing lawsuits against this rapper whose real name is Jacques Berman Webster. Uh, concert goers who were injured in the crowd, their family members, well, they're, they're filing lawsuits. And the, the family members of the deceased are also filing lawsuits. <laughs> but uh, here's what Travis Scott said when he was asked about what happened. He says, well, my fans really mean the world to me. And I always want to leave them with a positive experience. He said, anytime I make I make out anything that's going on, I would stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need. I would just never just imagine the severity of the situation. Here's my take. I sat down and watched the entire concert, Dan. I did it so that you, the audience won't have to do it. Don't watch the concert. I did it for you. It was like two hours. I sat there. My wife was walked in. She, I was praying the whole time as I'm watching it because I'm writing notes and I'm making the sign of the cross. I have all my sacramentals, holy water. Every five minutes, I'd make the sign of the cross because it was dark, okay? Uh, on a human level, I hope he gets sued and loses whatever wealth he has and prestige or popularity after doing this satanic concert. But Dan, I'll tell you, his music, his, his lyrics, and his physical body gyrations triggered the audience to behave in a violent fashion. It was like if they were... They were uh, uh, basically under some type of s diabolical psychosis when you watch when I watched the whole concert. And so, uh, yeah, without a doubt, this is one of the darkest things my eyes have ever laid, laid eyes on. Dan comments. No, I, I mean, uh, um, yeah, I didn't watch it. I have no desire to watch it. Um, but, but yeah, th those often those concerts, um, there's certain genre of music that are just, there's, there's no redeeming them. Oh, I like to listen to it because it gives me pumped when I work out, you know, well, find something else um, or, you know, um, you know, or listen. My my kids asked me not long ago, hey, dad, you ever how come you never listen to music? I said, I listen to music all the time. And I said, all right, how come you don't listen to music before the fourth century, you know, or anything after the fourth century? You know, so <laughs> Gregorian chant gets me pumped, man. You know what I mean? So so. But yeah, the, the, you know, some of these like this type of this, this now satanic rap music. Um, some of the acid, acid rock, screamo, um, these, these bands, these bands, some of them are, are out and out Satanists and part of their, their music and part of their, their concerts are paralytical liturgical, um, events where they're, they're doing liturgical, um, type incantations over the crowd and, and praying, uh, you know, to Satan and oftentimes, um, you know, some of the lyrics of course, but also some of the incantations done do, and they invite the, the crowd to cheer and antiphon and response again. Everything that the demon does is a mockery of the Catholic Church. So you'll see, you'll there'll be some participation. We've had cases where somebody um, has has you know, they're well. Have you ever done anything evil? No, really, you know, I'm a good Catholic. Really, did you go to mass? No, but okay, anything evil? Well, I had this boyfriend that I lived with for many years, and he was into satanic music, and we went to some concerts. Well, that's 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 material participation in evil. So. Um, so yeah, mo the, 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 our, our kids and families are being lured into this. It's just, oh, it's just rap music, no big deal. It's like one, one. I don't want to fight this battle as parents. Parents need to learn this stuff. There's nothing redeemable about it. It needs to be rejected in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus, nine one one, two man car, talking about the effects of satanic music, specifically the satanic car concert over an astral by Travis Scott. Uh, we'll keep picking this apart, Catholic style. Jesus 911. Stick around and go to the Now, back to Jesus 911.
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, talking about the effect of of uh, rap music, heavy metal music, hip-hop music. Uh, I, I found a quote from the founder of the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey, back in 1966. He said this. He said, we will subvert humanity using pop culture, most especially through the manipulation of the human mind, through music and propaganda in politics. Strike one, strike two. This is the satanic high priest in this country. Uh, he's gone to his eternal reward. I, I can only imagine where he's at now. But again, he said that we will use, the Satanists will use the human mind or manipulate the human mind through music and propaganda and politics. Strike one, strike two. Dan, that's exactly what we're seeing right now in America. And, our, and they're going after our kids through this music. Here's what made me sad. As I'm watching this concert, I'm like, again, I only watch this concert on YouTube because I don't want, uh, I do a lot of parish missions. I'm right here speaking at a parish right now. And sometimes people say, Mr. Romero, you don't know what we're going through. You don't, you don't, you, you have no idea what type of stuff we listen to. You don't listen. You're 60 years old. You don't, you don't pay attention to the hip hop culture. Well, that's why I watched the entire concert on YouTube. So when somebody says, his lyrics are redeeming and they're good. You need to listen to them. I listened to them. They were satanic. They were diabolical. It's the, wor it's the worst thing I've ever listened to in my life. And so nobody can accuse me of, you're just an old fuddy-duddy. You didn't listen to it. Uh, no, I listened to the whole thing. And, and, and here's my take, Dan. Here's what I saw this, this black rapper, uh, Travis Scott, doing. He was throwing up devil signs. He was cursing frequently. Then another black rapper came on stage and he does the same thing, throwing devil signs, cursing frequently. I read somewhere that both of these black rappers are dating the Kardashian sisters. And uh, he, this is what's wrong with our world. I have no doubt that this type of music puts many young people live, already living in mortal sin. It puts them under a spell. And it brainwashes them towards senseless violence and sexual promiscuity. Because like you said, this was a diabolical liturgy. And then here's, the, here's also what I saw in the, in the video. A demon on fire opens up the Travis Scott Astroworld concert in Houston, Texas. There's flames in the background. He's jumping around like he's possessed, bobbing his head up and down. Using profanity, the F word, the B word, the P word, the infamous N word. He even uses the holy name of Jesus in a profane manner. I can only imagine how many demons were conjured up from hell at this concert by these lyrics and the dark music and the dark background and the visuals that were part of the concert. Again, this black rapper, Travis Scott, continually jumps up and down like he's hysterical. And he has the audience shouting back in rhythmic chants. You can see the power and the control of music upon the soul of all those most young white kids that are at the concert. Then he had everybody in the crowd raise up their middle finger in the air. And, and then you got the, the background to the concert stage where flames amidst a red and yellow background, just like you see in a movie depicting the fires of hell. Again, nine people died, 300 were injured. 
Many other people on social media say more people were actually killed. At one point, there's a demon in the background flapping its wings right behind Travis Scott. And towards the end of the concert, there's Where another profane black rapper who comes on stage and he jumps around like a mentally Oxford ill patient. And it's more the same profanity, vulgarity, obscenity. Faustina's prayer for priests. Oh, my Jesus. And so I'm asking myself, what is, what's the redeeming value? Why would somebody pay any amount of money to watch this? Dan, what say you? Yeah, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want, I don't know what gets into people that would, they would, they, they would consider Gosh. that entertainment, you know, um, my, my mom was asked my, she, she's losing her hearing a little bit. And my sister asked her, Hey mom, do you want to watch 90 day fiance? And my mom said, Beyonce, I don't want to watch anything with her. She's trashy. So we, that's our running joke. 90 day Beyonce and 90 day fiance and Beyonce. This all started, well, it all started at the garden, but, but, Remember about ten years ago, the the, the Grammys, the the Super Bowl. This is why I don't watch NFL and I don't watch the Super Bowl. Same um, here, because because the halftime show they become they become diabolic, and I don't want to give my money to an anti-American organization of of of, of these overpaid uh, millionaires who are complaining about how horrible their lives are and protesting this country and and mocking God in this country and patriotism. So anyway, and the halftime shows have been horrible, and Beyonce has very clearly said, "Hey, I'm I'm." Uh, you know, she channels, she knows the name of this goddess so-called, which is, again, as you very clearly point out in the psalm, the, the gods of the Gentiles are demons. So this goddess, demon, that she, she channels when she does her performance. And she's, and you can, you can see the stuff that she's doing. She's putting on the garb and dressing up in, in their, their, you know, uh, outfits that, that look like and, and represent various uh, um, demon gods of, of the various religions, Egyptian religions, etc. So, you know, there's really, the, 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 but thanks be to God, again, we say this very clearly, the demon militates to absurdity. And you begin to see this. Not only did these, these rap, this rapper continue this, the music, it enhanced it. The death, the, 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 the you know, the, the mayhem, you know, um, this, this is, this is all part of the, this, this really it's, you could, you could call it a transient possession of place and it, you could see it move throughout the crowd. And and when you're doing the the you know the 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 chant and response back, that's all that's all paraliturgical, satanic paraliturgical acts. Um, you know the, the bodily involvement, the cursing, raising your finger. What are they cursing? Who are they cursing? You can only imagine. I didn't I didn't watch the concert, but I can imagine they're raising their finger to God. They're, this is the, this is an attempt to get these these humans that went there to curse God, right? And and to and to enter into a liturgical relationship. So. So yeah, anybody that that concert was absolutely completely exposed to that, and you yeah. put it in your ears, you listen to it. You know, I remember years and years ago, I was a young man. I was back when I was fairly buff, you know, working out, lifting weights, and I had headphones on, and I was listening to uh, it's a U two, and I had the headphones on, and I was just listening because I had headphones on. I could hear the lyrics. I said, "This is garbage. This is anti God, anti church, anti. This is this is garbage." So that's when I started listening to Christian music. You know. And now, again, my Christian music usually is, is produced no later than the fourth or fifth century, Gregorian chant. So, um, and we know music is effective. And I can tell you firsthand, there's been many, many times I'm doing an intake or catechesis with, with somebody who was, uh, it was a case of, of diabolic affliction. Usually it's higher level, but I always have Gregorian chant going in the background in my phone, you know, low level 24-7, because this is powerful spiritual, spiritual warfare. Remember, the demon traffics in the senses. 
And so music is one of the senses, as well as incense, the olfactory sense, the, the sight, etc. So I always keep it there. It's kind of like in the military, we've called it grazing fire. Sometimes you put an M60, the M60 down, it just lays down, it makes the enemy work for their, for their any, any into ground that they take. So Gregorian chant works in the same way. I can tell you many, many times I'd have it on low level and the person would sit across me and say, hey, can you please turn your music off? I'm like, what music? I can't hear it. Nobody in the room can hear it, but the demon can hear it. They'd say, hey, man, you need to turn your music off. It's really making, making something angry in me, right? Well, I'm not turning it off, so you can leave if you want, but the music stays, you know what I mean? So, but the, the demon can hear it. They've trafficked in the senses. You just got to be aware of that. We just got to know the rules of engagement, you know? Yeah, Dan, uh, yeah, you said something. There's a book that came out years ago. It was by uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones, and the book was called Dionysius Rising, where he talks about the powerful impact of music upon the soul. Uh, and and, and in, in this book, uh, uh, Dr. E. Michael Jones says this, music acts directly on the soul. Disordered music leads to disordered lives, which leads to a disorder in the state. And by the same token, again, the opposite is actually true. Uh, there's a very famous uh, Victorian art critic, John Riskin. He says, quote, music when healthy is the teacher of perfect order. When music is depraved, music is the teacher of perfect disorder. So Gregorian chant, per, you and me, yeah, it, like last night I'm here in a hotel. I played that all night, you know. Uh, I, I just feel order. I feel, I feel uh just this closeness to God. I feel peace, serenity of conscience, peace of soul. If I'd have been playing Travis Scott music here in my hotel room last night, I would have, uh, my passions would have been triggered. My emotions would have been all over the map. I would have had a bad night's rest because again, just like Dr. E. Michael Jones says, disordered music leads to disordered lives. You don't believe me? Nine people were killed at the Travis Scott concert. 300 people were 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 uh, you know beaten up and they were injured. Uh, the uh, the, uh, the Roman philosopher Seneca he once said he said vices more easily enter the soul while one is being entertained. Think of that. Vices more easily enter the soul while one is being entertained, and that's in relation to music. That was from the Roman philosopher Seneca. Dan, comments? Yeah, it, it goes back to to our understanding of of um, which is really the one of the groundbreaking things that Father Ripperger has done. It's it's breaking open uh, re re understanding what we would call Christian anthropology, and this is done through the lens of, of Saint Thomas. Saint Thomas, the human person, as viewed through Saint Thomas, and so we know that the images, what Father Richard, Father Ripper calls the data set, the data set of information that 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 um, the demon, the demon doesn't have access to our intellect and our will. These these faculties are sovereign, but the the data set is, is everything that's embedded into our imagination, our own our own history, our own memories, uh, uh, music, images, and so so these things can be distorted. These things can be manipulated, um, rearranged, and projected, kind of like the the Snickers commercial. You know what I mean? That 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 it gets distorted, and suddenly you turn into Betty White. You know what I mean? So. 
So, so the demon Kazakhs rejecting these images, and and that's why we got to clean up and watch what we what we put into our minds. Don't throw away your spiritual your your spiritual patrimony for temporal goods and temporal satisfactions. Start start policing up what you're let into your mind. I'm not saying you completely just dump. Uh, completely reject the world. We have to be in the world, but not of the world. And this stuff is not. This is this stuff is not for for Christians to be listening to. And the more that we put, the more good that we put in. Remember the old in the old days. This is, I'll date myself, age myself here. But we first learned computers. They had this phrase G I G O, garbage in, garbage out. Right. So we put garbage into our heads and through through our music, through our, what what we watch, the obsession with the internet, checking our phone all day, Facebook. Look at me, my selfie. All this stuff, all these things, we're giving things to the enemy to use against us. So we have to tighten up what we allow into this beautiful thing we call our minds. And, and, and the imagination, can, here's the thing, Father Ripperger clearly points out, and we see it again and again and again in dealing with cases, front day in and day out. The demon can, what the demon tries to do is habituate our cognition through the imagination. This is very critical for us to understand in spiritual warfare. Jesus 911, we're talking about the power <laughs> of music. Good music orders the soul. Bad music disorders the soul. Two man car, Jess and Dan, will be right back talking about spiritual warfare as it relates to music. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Jesus 911, Lord, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Two-man car, Jess and Dan. We're talking about the Astroworld concert. Uh, several people were killed. 300 people were injured. It was a satanic ritual. It was a satanic paraliturgy by a black rapper, Travis uh, Scott. Uh, he's being sued by many people. <clears throat> and uh, again, when you just look at some of the pictures, he had a you know a hellish mountaintop, an eyeball that gazed at the public right behind him. That's the way he kicked off the concert. The hole in the mountain morphed into a spy, a, a portal through the duration of the concert. Uh, you know, uh, some of the crowd also began climbing to the stage. They were asking him to stop the performance when people started you know getting stomped and beaten up and getting killed. But Scott kept with his performance. Then you see right behind there was these giant hands that were wrapping around this portal. Uh, again, this was this was a high tech satanic production and recruitment tool for the occult, without a doubt. That's my take. And and I'll tell you something else. I have no doubt, Dan, that these rappers are under the influence not only of drugs when they do this, but so is the vast majority of the audience because you can't take in those dark macabre images and those profane lyrics for hours and hours. Unless you're under the influence of, uh, of drugs, and again, which opens you up to diabolical affliction big time. A at the end, what we saw in this concert were these big dark hands show up on the screen like they want to crush the world. And again, their actions are consistent with the people who are diabolically afflicted. This concert was dark. It was evil. It was macabre. Uh, there was, and, and it's a recruitment tool. It's a recruitment tool, tool for the occult. I don't think Astro World, or I don't think the, this this Houston uh, uh, stadium is going to ever allow something like this again. If they do, they're fools. I mean, when somebody, all you got to do is take a look at this guy's concerts and say, 
nah, dude, I'm sorry. Not, not in our watch. You ain't coming over here. Uh, but I'll tell you what's sad is that there's a lot of parents whose Catholic kids are watching guys like this. Okay. And, and uh, this whole, this whole demonic atmosphere with this concerts, and this is having negative results. Mom and dad, you got to be aware of what people call popular music. Because uh, once again, uh, what were the end results of this, uh, of this uh, Travis Scott concert, this pandemonium? 10 people dead, 300 concert goers were treated for injuries, 25 people were hospitalized, and of the 10 people dead, one was a nine-year-old boy. Uh, and so, Dan, there's no, there's no good fruit. Jesus says you'll know a good tree by its fruit. There's no good fruit in these rap concerts, these heavy metal concerts, uh, you know, these uh, hip-hop concerts from Beyonce and others like her. There is no good fruit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm again, think of the, just the difference in, in, in media reaction um, between now and the, this reaction here. You virtually hear nothing of it. you got to kind of go to... Um, off off media sites kind of get they run it they run it for a day and it's gone if you recall it was in the 70s in ohio um the rolling stones with rolling stones at a concert and they and they uh um had the uh hell's angels do security and they had they had some rioting and not some rioting but some some um some people got trampled and killed um and and a big difference between the rolling stones who they're not like upstanding citizens or anything but compared to this this is this is innately satanic, and what they're what they're re, what you describe as recreating is a liturgical um, amnetic, right? The calling in of the diabolic to recreate in a liturgical way uh, upon the crowd and upon their through music and and ritual to invoke the evil one, and what you describe is kind of how you picture hell, right? Death, trampling. Being 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 uh, uh, um, trampled to death. We know from Revelation that hell is a, a lake of fire. Um, you know, chaos, no order, um, nothing sacred, nothing redeemable about it. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, the you get what you ask for in prayer, right? Prayer begets what it signifies. Asking shall receive, and that works on the dark side as well. Yeah, Dan. Uh... On another day, we're going to talk about, because we won't have time to do it, I want to do it justice, about what is CERN, C-E-R-N, its headquarters in Switzerland. Uh, that's that's a pretty big topic, but uh, I just want to talk about right now about the theology of bad music. Uh, th this is, I, in the just to show you the power of music, let's not forget that King Saul, who was tormented by a demon, the demon in 1 Samuel 16 was lifted. He was liberated by little boy David. Well, I don't know how old he was at the time, but David prayed sacred music with his lyre and a harp, and and Saul was liberated. So it goes to show you the power of sacred music. You also have the Battle of Jericho. Uh, the Israelites marched around for seven days, and uh, they were blowing trumpets. I'm assuming they were probably singing to God. I don't know. The the text doesn't say. But if you're blowing trumpets and marching, I, I would probably think that you're, the Israelites are probably praising God or, or praying to God or singing to God. And the walls found the seventh day. Once again, the power of music, which goes to show liberation from the diabolical. And then you have also in the book of Acts, uh, I think it's in chapter 16, where St. Paul and Silas 
They're locked up in jail. Yes, Act 16. They're locked up in jail. They've been seized by uh, by the magistrates for preaching the risen Christ. So St. Paul in jail, instead of, you know, kicking the can down the road and saying, oh, like Linus and Penis, man, I'm depressed, man. Life sucks. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm in jail. Now, instead, it says in verse 25, but about mid, and I mean, it says in verse 24, uh, having received his charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. So Paul and Silas's feet were shackled down in the jail cell. Then it says, verse 25, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's fetters were unfastened. So look at here in this, in this story. Notice that praising God in music moved the hand of God, which caused liberation. All the jail cells flew open. Uh, God performed a miracle at the behest of music. So again, music has a place in liturgy in the body of Christ. But by the same token, music could be something uh, that could be, it could be also, you know, evil. Uh, you know, you got, for example, the story of uh, the golden calf. The Jews were dancing and singing uh, and cutting themselves and, and having an orgy around the golden calf, but they were singing, the Bible says. Well, well, what ends up happening as a result of that, uh, this they were offending God by their demeanor, by their behavior, but they were like in a trance, dancing around and having an orgy through music. And so once again, uh, music has a powerful effect on the soul for good or for evil. Dan, comments? Yeah, because it it it, it helps. It it does. Sacred music should draw the heart and soul up to God. The profane music just stirs up emotionality. Here's another. Here's another scripture. Um, Psalm twenty-two. Uh, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why so far from my call for help? From my cries of anguish, my God, I call by day, but you do not answer. By night, I have no relief. This is the New American Translation, but I'm going to give you the Vulgate. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the glory of Israel. But here's what it says. The, the Latin, Jerome's Latin says this, um, and this is also in the New Psalter, the Liturgy of Ours. Tu altem sanctus est, qui habitas in laudibus Israel. You, however, are holy, and you, you dwell in the praise of Israel. You dwell in the praises of your people. So God dwells in the praises of his people, right? So, so, so we know that. That through chant, through liturgical music, God dwells in those praises. When we praise God, the whole purpose of, of sacred music is to praise God and to offer worship and service to God. That is the purpose. And so the demon knows this. And, and what we see here and what you witnessed is just an inversion of that. We know that the, the demon can inhabit in mockery of God. Okay, your people praise you. Your walls come down when people praise the God of Israel. Uh, um, chains are delivered when people praise the God of Israel. Um, the demon knows that, and I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it in the inverse. I will possess the, the, the praises, who, those who praise me in music. I will be present to them in mockery of God. We have to just understand that the diabolic worldview is a complete inver inversion of the Catholic Christian worldview. We have, to, we have to come to that reality and begin to, again, to filter or completely change our understanding of the church, of liturgy, of prayer, of, of music, of everything that we do. Who was it, uh, Jesse? Was it Blessed Maria Tiagi 
that had a vision. Um, this is pre-television, okay? This is pre-1950s. It was in 1800. She had a vision of every home had a blue box and demons were jumping out of it. Who was that? St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Okay. <laughs> so so we, we see this. We, we, we see the mystics in some of the saints of the church in premonitions and seeing that. And we have to see that blue box in our living room. Are we going to are we going to put it all the blue boxes or white boxes in our ears? What are we doing? What are we letting into our homes? Right. And what are, as parents, what are we letting in um, and, and, and being able to, to hold the line and say, no, no, no. And show again, what is the Catholic definition of discernment? Knowing the clean from the unclean. It's unclean sexuality, sexual practices. It's clean and unclean of speech, clean and unclean liturgical practices, clean and unclean music. The, you know, these these are these these are things that we need to start really discerning as Catholics. And thank goodness the the demon militates to absurdity. We're beginning to see it. It's not even hiding. Whereas before it was subtle. You know, Beyonce's when she would invoke these other false gods, demons, it would be subtle and it would be cute. These guys are coming right out, and they're singing lyrics that are straight up satanic, and they're having images on stage that are straight up hellish. And 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 it's okay. Well. You got to choose. We're all you and I are just are just Elijah. How long, Israel, are you going to straddle the fence? If God is the Lord, serve Him. If Baal, serve Him. You can't straddle the fence. Make a decision. There's like you said last week in, in one of your conferences. There's only two teams, right? There's not three teams. There's two teams. You got to choose which one you're on. If you don't know which one you're on, you're on the devil's team. That might sound kind of overly simplistic, but if you don't know what team, if you haven't made that decision, you're on the wrong team. You're on the wrong side. Wake Amen. Up. Team Jesus. We're Jess and Dan talking about spiritual warfare as it relates to music. Don't change that dial. We'll continue developing this topic. Keep the faith. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888. 888- Five two six two one five one. Lord, come to our assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Come Psalm sixty nine, verse two. Two man car. Jess Romero, hey. Dan Schneider, talking about the positive, but also the negative effects of music. And we're talking about this in light of the the, the concert in Houston, Texas, where Travis Scott, the black rapper, Terry, uh, uh, Dan. You know what's very sad? I grew up uh, in the seventies. I was a teenager young adult in the 80s, some of the black genre music back then was so drop-dead beautiful. I'll give you some names. Lionel Richie, L. Green, Stevie Wonder, Aretha Franklin, Diana Ross. Most of these people sung in black church choirs. This is how they were discovered. Their music promoted what was good, what was beautiful, what was true. Like that old saying in the Bible, how far we have fallen, you know, oh man, you know, how the mighty have fallen. And now, Dan, what I look at, and I talk to a lot of my black Catholic friends, they're saying this has, this has a direct impact on the behavior of our culture. This 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 music robs people of their innocence. Would you agree with me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just this is this is how I know we're dealing with high information Catholics. I just got a message from a high information Catholic listener said, "Hey, go to Father Ripperger's book, The Science of Mental Health, page five eighty seven, second paragraph. 
uh, fantastic. So um, this is what Paul Ripperker says. Because music enters the imagination, it has the ability to affect not just the appetites, but the cognitive powers as well, particularly when music evokes an emotional or appetitive reaction. Because it affects the irascible and concusable appetites, teens and even adults have become attached to musical forms which elicit the emotions. For example, soft rock tends to affect the concusable appetite, while hard rock or acid rock, I would put rap in here too, tends to elicit irascible emotions. Because of the instability of the emotional life of teens due to the, dispen um, to the dispensational changes in the body arising from puberty for the sake of the mental health of the teens, music um, to which they listen should be regulated by their parents. When teens are allowed to listen to whatever form of music they want and the amount they want, their mental health is affected thereby. Then he goes into Plato. He goes back all the way to Plato um, and quotes Plato that the um, music has been given occasion to general conceit of universal knowledge and contempt for law. Okay. And then his father Ripperger, because music gives pleasure. If one gives oneself over to it without restraint, picture this concert in your head as I read this, it tends to take on a life of its own. In other words, license regarding the pleasure of music leads to license in other areas of one's life. As a result, those who seek to restrict one's license are judged with contempt, those in authority and the laws themselves. Look at the nature of rap music. Um, parents will often find that a teenager who listens to music without restriction becomes difficult to handle and unruly. Mm. This is why Plato thought that music, yeah, exactly. Let me read that again. Parents will often find that a teenager who listens to music without res restriction becomes difficult to handle and unruly. Wow. This is why Plato... Because he's making the father makes the connection here in the emotions, the lower faculties, whatever that, those are the concupiscible and the irascible appetites, the lower appetites that are disordered through the fall. These things are they elicit an emotional response, particularly in teens who live in a high emotionality. And now, again, this is where the demon has the data set in our imagination, and music is, forms part of it. The demon now begins to habituate our thinking and behavior. And he's saying here very clearly that habituation is a pushback uh, against authority and ch children that listen without restriction to anything they want become difficult to handle and unruly. This is why, Father says, Plato thought that music had to be regulated by the state because it con constituted such a powerful psychological force. You know what? What Father just says there, it just, it just uh, comports to the human experience that music plays a pivotal role in your, a, a person's life, and even in all of human history. For example, I'm thinking about like in American history, when you see the young struggling armies marching in a war to the to the drum beats of uh, and, and, and flutes against the British, or, or when you go to a, a a funeral and you hear a military funeral, you hear taps, or you hear Irish bagpipes at a funeral. Again, it, it your your the heart and the soul are moved. Or what about if you go to Germany and you go into a cabaret and you hear the music in a cabaret in a nightclub, that's going to incite a man's sexual passions, even a woman. What about, you know, sometimes when I watch UFC and when they step into the cage, uh, a lot yeah. of the, the music. They're not playing Lionel Richie. Yeah, they're not playing <laughs> It's <laughs> aggressive music. It's, it's meant to inflame the passions of the fighter, but right before he sets him to a cage. Or what about when you go to a dentist's office? You got that calm music, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right before you're going to get your wisdom teeth pulled out. 
So yeah, without yeah. a doubt, the devil knows all of this. The devil uses, oftentimes uses music to attack our children and rob them of their innocence. But by the same token, music is used by Holy Mother Church to sing the praises to God and help us on our journey and also to elevate our thoughts and minds to the things divine, correct? Transcendental, sacred music helps us. What does it mean to be trans transcendental? It raises transcend to the one that is the originator, the originator of beauty, truth, and goodness. Um, Father notes here in his footnotes, the use, it's something I never thought about, I've forgotten about, the use of music in psychological warfare. We, we, in the military, we've used, we've used this against, against prisoners to break down prisoners um, of war. Uh, when you've got hostage situations, military and paramilitary organizations that blast in, they're not blasting in Lionel Richie and, and, and a, little, a, little, a little Kenny G. You know what I mean? You put a blast a little Kenny G into the room, the bad guy's a terrorist, I'm not going to budge. They're putting in this nasty music. Why? Because it affects volition. It breaks down volition, right? So that that clock comes to mind. But tell the story, Jess. You told me last week about the about the non the the, the Hindu uh, uh, convenience store owner. I mean, this is it all quick. right here. So I'm in Bakersfield giving a parish a couple of talks at a parish uh, about uh, less than a year ago. It's kind of in the uh, uh, the barrio of, uh, of of Bakersfield, kind of you know low income area. Uh, it's nine o'clock at night. I finished giving my last presentation. A guy named Eddie's taking me back to the hotel. Me and my wife. I'm thirsty. I see a 7-Eleven. I said, can you go there? I want to get a bottle of milk or something. Uh, I like my little Nestle's quick before I go to bed. And so he pulls over. And as I'm walking into the 7-Eleven in a bad part of town, I see there's speakers outside and it's they're blasting Gregorian chant. I'm like, what? What's going on here? A 7-Eleven blasting sacred music in the parking lot. I walked in, got my milk, went to go pay for it. And uh, I looked at all the employees in there, the people behind the counter. They looked Indian. I know that Indians, a lot of them are Hindus or Muslims. And so I'm paying for my milk. I said, sir, I said, I got a question for you. Uh, he says, you, I said, obviously you work here. He goes, I'm not only work here, I'm the owner. I said, oh, okay. I said, you're not Catholic, are you? He goes, no. He goes, I'm Indian. He goes, we're Hindus. He goes, we're Hindus. Uh, I said, but, but yeah, no, we're not Catholics. I said, why are you playing Catholic music outside projecting the music onto the parking lot? He goes, we have a homeless problem here. We have a drug problem. People and panhandlers right in front of the 7-Eleven, uh, they do drugs. They shoot up, shoot up, uh, you know, right there in front of the sidewalk and, uh, and they just sleep there. I've had this problem for a long time and I've tried everything. Call the police, sprinklers. I put, uh, you know, stink bombs there. Nothing works. They they congregate there. Some Catholic came in and says, people that are diabolically, you know, afflicted don't like sacred music. They'll leave. So I said, okay, I'll try it. What's this Catholic music? I per Gregorian chant. He goes, homeless problem, gone. As soon as I start playing the, the, the Gregorian chant at eight in the morning, they get up, they pick up their mats, they take their heroin syringes. And they walk away and they don't return. And they walk away doing this, Dan. They're in pain. They're going, ah, ah. And they're walking away with their mats and their pillows. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah, that's I don't think so. I don't, yeah. Again, the demon traffic's in the senses. And, and that's one of the one of the senses that they do. Remember, the demon, properly speaking, the demon only possesses the body. And he manipulates through the body, through the senses, the lower appetites to habituate us to continue to be enslaved to mortal sin. And so, so many demons will respond to Gregorian chant in that way. And I'm not at all surprised because I've seen it firsthand in the ministry. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan, also another thing about um, music. I mean, just uh, there's say, uh, when people ask me, well, Jess, what type of music should I listen to? I just tell them if you're a serious Catholic, then I think you got to follow what St. Paul says. It's in the book of Philippians chapter four. I forget what chapter. Oh, yeah, I found it. He says, finally, brethren, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Beyonce's music and her concerts are anything but uh, Philippians 4, 8. Travis Scott's concerts, heavy metal, rock music, uh, black rap, uh, uh, you know, the hip hop. and mock, screamo. Scre all, all, none of that makes the cut for a, for a Philippians 4, 8. To meditate on whatever is true, honorable, honorable, pure, just, gracious, lovely, excellent. So that that would be what I would tell people. If you want to get to heaven, follow what Philippians 4.8 says, what St. Paul says. If you don't care about your salvation, knock yourself out and go to a Scott Travis concert. I don't recommend it. Uh, that's a paraliturgy for Satan. I'm done. Ten, ten, ten. Final comments. No, that's it. I think I think we have to be be aware of the emotionality because music appeals to the emotions. So when we're listening to music, even even Christian music, be aware that we're not just trying to elicit an emotional response. Grind it out. This again, this is smash mouth Catholicism. Just keep grinding it out. Um, emotions, whether they come, they go. They feel good. You don't feel good. Don't use music just to make you feel better, even though it does. Um, but music is part of spiritual warfare, and it appeals to our – the bad music appeals to our lower nature. The good music draws us up to transcend, may, perhaps through the emotions, to the higher faculties where the intellect begins to attach to God its ultimate good, its supreme good. The will begins to conform itself to the will of God through, through sacred music and sacred liturgy. That's the whole idea of it. God, Dan, God even ordered us. Even Confucius – who lived before Christ, was not Christian, even he understood the power of music. He said this, quote, if you want to know the morality of a nation, let me hear the music. Confucius. Wow. Wow. That's a wrap. Two-man card, Jess Romero, Dan Schneider, Jesus 911. Uh, if you want to bring back the War College, I'm working on that to get Dan and Kyle back as permanent fixtures. Up next, Gary Machuda, Hands-On Apologetics. Coming to you from the Midwest Command Center, and Dan Schneider is coming out with a groundbreaking book in the next couple of weeks. Dan's book is going to be a paradigm shift for the Catholic Church. On that, weeks to follow. Hey, Dan, we're EOW. End of watch. God bless you, brother. End of watch. 10 7.